KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones, and on the show tonight, we're diving into that intersection where music meets activism. We're going to do it for all of August, invite someone down from the community to talk about the work they do, what they do, why they do, how they do it, and uh, how you can get involved. And then also have them help us craft a playlist to go with. Why are we doing that? Well, it's the dog days of summer. Our volunteer hosts have the month off for the most part and will return in time for 909 Day. So we're going to have some fun with music and activism and that intersection where they meet. Coming up, we're going to talk with Bill Tibbetts of Crossroads Urban Center about that nonprofit, which began helping folks in our community more than 50 years ago. Today, Crossroads runs one of the busiest emergency food pantries in Utah. They have also got a charitable thrift store you can support. And they've organized Utahns in advocacy groups to make broader change. They've got a poverty summit coming up, also an affordable housing webinar this week that you can take care, uh, take part in. There's powerful moms who care and the coalition of religious communities. Tons of different things they do to get up to good trouble in our community. Let's do some rallies and resources first. If you go to krcl.org, we have our event calendar, but also under community affairs. There's a tab there for rallies and resources. At the top, I've put all the festivals I find. I'm missing, I know I'm missing some, so please send them to me, radioactive at krcl.org. And then it's just a text listing of things that uh, we think you might be interested in, in the community as a radioactive listener. So, still going on, the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival down at the Gateway, a bunch of different arts groups putting on live theater. Do check it out, support those folks in our community. Coming up on August 6th, Skywatcher Leo T. Star Party. Doesn't cost you anything. You just got to get yourself to Stansbury Park Observatory Complex. Details on rallies and resources. There's also the Antelope Island Spider Fest on Saturday from 10 to 4 at Antelope Island State Park. August 11th through 13th, the Friendly Islands Tongan Festival at Jordan Park. August 13th, also the third annual Indian Food Fair at Liberty Park. September 2nd, 3rd, and 5th, Labor Day weekend, Polynesian Days at Electric Park in Lehigh. And also that weekend, the Urban Arts Festival at the Gateway. And then save the date, November 4th and 5th, the 14th annual Red Rock Music Festival down in Springdale. You can find details about all of those events under rallies and resources at krcl.org. And if I'm missing something, something you'd like us to shout out, something you'd like us to talk about on the show, maybe an activist, up to some good trouble and should be on here for Music Meets Activism, well, you can email me, radioactive at krcl.org. Now joining me to get his playlist on for Music Meets Activism, Bill Tibbetts from Crossroads Urban Center. Hi. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. And you were on earlier in July because there's the annual food drive yeah. that Crossroads Urban Center sponsors, and it wraps up tomorrow. How are we doing so far? You know, we got about 8,000 pounds of food yesterday, and uh, it's just amazing. We have people showing up with more food, you know, every hour. It's been great. Um, you know, we because we're doing this food drive with, with faith communities, we wanted to have the last day be not be a Sunday. And so we, we're accepting food through through tomorrow. And where do people need to take it? 
uh, to our downtown food pantry at 347 South, 400 East in Salt Lake City. 7 South, 400 East in Salt Lake City. Check tonight's show notes, folks. We'll have links and details for you. So you, you don't have to be a member of a congregation. You are taking any food that people walk up or drive up, right? We just need the food. We are serving 65% more people this year than we did last year. Uh, July is a time of year where donations that go down, but often the need goes up because kids are out of school. And so it's... Um, this is something we've been doing this food drive for about 15 years and it uh, has become an important part of how we meet the need during the summer. Well, I was hoping to announce the Golden Celery Awardee, but uh, your drive ends tomorrow. So we're going to have to have you back with the, perhaps the Golden Celery Awardee, shall we? Yes. I, I, our hope is that we will have all of the information we need to dis- announce the winner at the winning congregation on Sunday. So that's Wonderful. what we're shooting for. So maybe next week then. Yeah. So Coalition of Religious Communities is a program through Crossroads Urban Center. Yes. Tell us a bit about that before we get into your first song. Okay. So the Coalition of Religious Communities was actually created back in the mid-1990s to give uh, congregations uh, that were involved with Crossroads that were donating food and clothing uh, to our thrift, to our food pantry and thrift store, a way to uh, at first get involved in conversations about well, around welfare reform, which was a big topic of discussion in the mid '90s. Yeah, you think of the '90s for crying out loud, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, since then we have worked on a, a bunch of different issues uh, that impact people in poverty. We, I think, we probably. I mean, we spent a lot of time working on eliminating the sales tax on food. We were very involved with efforts to expand Medicaid. We've worked on uh, l- regulating payday lenders. Uh, we've tried to be a voice of conscience on raising the minimum wage in Utah, despite uh, huge opposition in the state capitol. So it's uh, we um, try to give people who have a conscience, who believe that it's important to treat uh, those who are suffering from hunger, those who are living in poverty, to give them a chance to, to do better. To uh, And this is um, because I think too often those are voices that just don't get heard in, in politics at all, and, and particularly in, in uh, state-level politics. Yeah. Well, and Cork, Coalition of Religious Communities, you, you're also helping to channel folks of faith into activism and, right. and policy work as opposed to just leave it in the, in the pews, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's the point is, is to, to be engaged in. in to, so in, it's wonderful that congregations are, are donating food to help meet immediate needs, but it's also really important to be involved in, in policy discussions so less people have need in the future. Because, uh, you know, you if you expand Medicaid, then people don't have to beg to be able to go to the doctor, mm. right? I mean, that's, and we've seen that difference. I mean, we, y- it used to be that one of our most, uh, our biggest programs that we had in our food pantry was helping people with prescriptions. And when Utah expanded Medicaid, the need for that went down dramatically because 
there was a way for people to pay for their prescriptions. You saw that happen in real time. In real time. And you were able to then take the resources otherwise dedicated to helping people with their prescriptions and redirect it to other avenues and crossroads. Yeah, we give away a lot more bus passes now than we used to. <laughs> so. we got to talk about transportation. Yeah. That's part of affordable housing. But let's get to your playlist. And you picked one of my favorites right off the top, Big Audio Dynamite, The Bottom Line. Why this song? Well, I, I just think the chorus is like... When you get down, when you think you can't, things just can't get any better, it's important to remember that the only thing to do is climb. All right, music meets activism. The bottom line, Big Audio Dynamite coming at you from Bill Tibbetts of Crossroads Urban Center right here on KRCL's Radioactive. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. The only thing to do is climb. I had to sing along with that, though. <laughs> Bill Tippett's from Crossroads Urban Center picking the bottom line, 12-inch remix style from Big Audio Dynamite for his playlist tonight where music meets activism here on Radioactive. Bill Tibbetts with Crossroads Urban Center. What's your technical title there after all these years, Bill? I'm, I'm the deputy executive director. Deputy? I like that. And uh, Glenn? Your boss over there suggested a few songs. We're going to get to some of those, too. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a bit about... Um, Doing that climb, with the economy the way it is now, with uh, two, three years of COVID, as you said, 65% more demand on the food pantry with just Crossroads Urban Center. And um, people, are, people are hurting out there. Yeah, no, we, uh, you have food prices are up 10% this year. Uh, how the cost of renting an apartment is up 24% this year. You, um, I, I think, you know, I mean, that it's what's unprecedented for me. I've been at Crossroads for over 20 years, and I have never seen a time when the unemployment rate was as low as it is, um, and, and you've seen the need go up the way it has. I think uh, that it, it is, it's just the, uh, particularly the remarkable increase in the cost of rent. I mean, people, if you were struggling when you were paying, you know, $1,200 a month for rent last year, now it's 1600 That's makes it really hard to pay for things. Your Powerful Moms group, you work really hard at Crossroads Urban Center to empower folks in their yeah. lives. And Powerful Moms is, is a group that does that. Can you describe that program? Yeah, that's a great program uh, that works to organize uh, low-income moms. Uh, we've had a particular focus on, on moms with a lived experience of homelessness um, who... Um, to work on, on the issues that matter to them. And so uh, housing has been, housing and childcare have really been the two issues that they, the members of that group have been most focused on. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it, it really is the truth. I mean, my, you mentioned my boss, Glenn. Glenn Bailey likes to say that the only people you can really count on to be consistent advocates on an issue are the people directly impacted, everybody else will hit the point where they cut a deal and walk away. Um, the people who have to live with the deal are not going to do that. Wow. Any thoughts on the deal that was just cut back in D.C. Uh, with Manchin and uh, what it may or may not do for people and their bottom line? Well, I mean, it is incredibly disheartening. I remember when Joe Biden was elected, he was the first president in my lifetime with, to actually have 
a real agenda on addressing homelessness. Mm -hmm. And the original version of Build Back Better had huge investments in reducing homelessness. And none of... trillion dollar bill. None of that. None of that. There is no housing funding in this bill. Inflation Reduction Act is the one that passed. It's down to somewhere in the 400 billions area era. And I heard a story today that there's hmm, six and a half million or so set aside for little pork in West Virginia. So again, the folks who have to live with the deal, the folks that are facing this outrageous rent, this 10% inflation and need to use food banks. Yeah. Now they, it's very, there's uh, there, I guess there's some prescription drug relief Mm-hmm. for for people on on medicare but there's not i mean it for the people we serve most of them are not are not going to be any better off because of this yeah. and we'll see if the carried interest loophole uh <laughs> reform makes it into the final bill right okay yeah. i went way down the rabbit hole of what interests laura but i wanted to talk about people who volunteer at crossroads urban center because as you were talking about the folks in your programs, they stick around and they, they pay it back. And the Coalition of Religious Communities, Cork, a lot of volunteers that you are able to, to leverage to get the work done. How, how many volunteers would you say you have at, uh, at Crossroads Urban Center? And how many more do you need? That's a great question and one that I, um, I think, I mean, it's always been true that with our food pantries, with our thrift store, we would not be able to do the work we do if it weren't for volunteers. We've always had a small staff, and it's always been volunteers who have shown up and, and made it possible to serve as many people as we do. Um, and I, I think that that's always been, really, it's been our role in the community is that we make it easy for people who care to do something. You, we, you can collect food for a food pantry. You can collect clothes. That, that, you know, you can take your, your take clothes to our thrift store where we'll, I think we give a, we give away 11 items on referral for every one that we sell, and so we it's primarily a a food a clothing distribution center. I mean, it's not really a, it's we call it we it's called a thrift store, but most of what we do is give clothes away. Yeah. And um, I think you know we just we do our best to make it easy for people who, who see a problem and, and want to help address it to to have, to be able to do that. Are you struggling for volunteers the way businesses are struggling for employees? Um, we were during the pandemic because everybody was scared to show up, and, and we've actually had to sort of shift a lot of who we see as our ideal volunteer because before the pandemic, our um, our our if I had a profile of the people who donate or who volunteer for us, it would have been seniors who want to give back and and now and um you know their doctors all told them to not to stop doing that when the pandemic began and and i don't think i I don't think that their doctors ever told them to come back like i mean i don't think they ever said oh it's okay for you to go and um you know serve food to people experiencing homelessness you know i mean to go talk to 200 people in a day yeah so you've shifted who your ideal volunteer is. It sounds like you could probably use some volunteers. How do people volunteer with Crossroads Urban Center, Bill? If people would like to volunteer with us, we have a sign-up form on our website, crossroadsurbancenter.org. Um, it's uh, that you could also, um, I, I think, send if you 
sent an email to me, I'd be, I would forward it to, to the, the right people on our team. You could reach me at, at bill at crossroadsurbancenter.org. And you picked a song for your volunteers, right? Yeah. What's this one from David Bowie? It is Heroes because, I mean, so many of my heroes of people I've met who were volunteering either at Crossroads or with, our, or with the Coalition of Religious Communities. Stick around for more with Bill Tibbetts from Crossroads Urban Center. Here's more from his playlist, Music Meets Activism with David Bowie and Heroes on KRCL. The Safe UT mobile app provides a way to connect with licensed counselors ready to listen to any sized crisis or concern. Immediate, confidential, and as easy as reaching for your phone and sending that first text. Safe UT is available in your app store. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aims to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones, and tonight, Music Meets Activism with Bill Tibbetts of Crossroads Urban Center, a nonprofit in our community that does so much to help folks struggling and also providing you an avenue to help in the community, to uh, pay it forward, as it were. So, Bill, we've been going through your playlist where music meets activism, and we got some cat power coming up. But before we get to why you want cat power, I wanted to do a shout-out to First United Methodist Church of Salt Lake City, along with Centenary Church. They posted their drop-off yesterday for your food drive, 4,000 pounds of food just between those two congregations the other day. Yeah, no, they're they're amazing, and they... First, they um, actually were the, w- the winners last year. So. First United Methodist. Yeah. Bragging rights. They're defending champions of the Golden Celery. Folks, if you don't uh, know what the Golden Celery is, uh, many decades ago, Crossroads Urban Center got a can of dehydrated celery. Just add water. Celery gruel, I'm guessing. And this is now the Golden Trophy and what uh, folks could, a uh, little, little thing to compete for in the annual food drive. Yeah, no, it's, I, when we started having it as a competition, you know, having a, a, a food drive that was a com- competitive like this, you know, 15 years ago, I, I was not sure it was going to work out, and, <laughs> but it's amazing, I mean, there, there are congregations who, um, I mean, I visited a couple this month to, you know, encourage them to, to get involved, and, you know, every everybody you talk to, they're like, we're going to win this year, and they're <laughs> they mean it. So it's it's um, I I think um, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, using that side of human nature mm-hmm. to help people do more good than they might have if they were just being altruistic. Well, it's like your Stanley Cup, except you can't uh, in, you know inscribe anything on it because it might explode. So. <laughs> Golden or dissolve. Yeah, exactly. And I hear you have a very old can of bacon that has uh, already gone somewhere. Yeah, no, that it's um, when you work someplace where you get collect donations, you you mm-hmm. um, you're amazed by the generosity. But every now and then, you're you're amazed that like someone thought that like canned bacon from nineteen with nineteen seventy eight is the date on the top. Um, <laughs> 
was something that, that could actually be given away to somebody. I, I, I remember canning food in the summer with my mom and my grandmother and finding those cans decades later. Yeah. And you had to be very careful with them or yeah. they might explode. But I did want to remind folks they can still, whether they belong to a religious uh, congregation or not, can donate food through tomorrow. And we, it goes we accept to donations yeah. Monday through Friday every day. Yeah, of it doesn't the year. end tomorrow, but we, this is the golden salary that's at stake. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, top donations uh, needs for the summer of 2022. We're talking peanut butter, items like that, uh, cereal, canned fruit and fruit cups, individually wrapped snacks and granola bars, some ramen, some crackers, canned tomatoes, tomato product, canned soup. I'm guessing some noodles too. So folks can make things pretty easily from what they are able to get from the food pantry. Yeah. No, so many of the people we, we serve don't have a refrigerator, don't have a stove. And so things like snacks, late things like pe peanut butter that, um, I mean, we need to be able to store them in our, in our food pantry where they may, we may not have space to freeze them, but also we we're serving people who may not have a place to, to keep things cold when they when they because they don't have a home to go to. So you need shelf stable food. Yeah. And speaking of a home and affordable housing, you've got a Zoom coming up on the tenth, one p.m. of adding affordable housing to backyards and faith community owned properties. I have not heard of this twist on it, and I don't know that lawmakers considered this uh, or the the city in particular in Salt Lake City. This is an interesting idea. There's a ton of churches of a variety of denominations in the capital city, and there is an ADU ordinance. What are you proposing in this? I, so there are congregations that have extra property that on, on, they have space on their church that is, that they could use in this way. And, uh, you know, the, uh, there is nationwide, there's a movement called the Yes in God's Backyard movement that, uh, says that where faith communities are trying to use their property to help address the housing affordability uh, issue, housing affordability issues, because this is, is largely a nationwide issue. And uh, I think with, with ADUs, so much, so little, there's been a lot of conversation, but it hasn't been about, it has not been as focused on how do we make them affordable so that if I am a, a, a senior on a fixed income living in a house, how can I add an ADU to my backyard? How can I actually afford to do that, yeah. right? I mean, uh, and, I, I, you know, we have not been looking at, okay, like are there alternative building materials that we could use to, to build these for cheaper than what, you know, I mean, uh, the uh, Ivory Homes is building some houses, just got permission from the Planning Commission to build some houses up in the um, in the avenues that will include affordable accessory dwelling units, but those are million dollar homes, right? Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, it's not you're not addressing housing affordability if if ADUs become like high end Airbnbs. We need, you know, I mean, the and so um, it becomes the quite you know. So there there are places around the country that are using different financing mechanisms, that are using alternative building materials to help people who want to have, have an affordable ADU in their backyard to be able to do that. Um, and, then, and then we thought that was also a nice place to start the conversation about 
how churches and other faith communities who have extra land could do the same thing. And it's an interesting proposition because how much can the city actually say yay or nay? Because if you view this as part of your religious obligation, then it's freedom of religion to put an ADU on a church property, I would say. And we've we've seen it work in a very different situation up at the Unitarian Church and and sanctuary, creating a, a housing unit inside the church for for Vicky Chavez. Well, and, and there are a lot of congregations in, in Salt Lake County who participate in the, in the Family Promise program where they host uh, home families experiencing homelessness in, in their church for a week, and then, and then the family moves to a different church every, couple, every week or two. And, and um, so congregations are, are trying— are definitely engage in efforts to address homelessness and, and to address housing stability. I, I mean, you talk about this. There are um, the, the Episcopal Diocese, when they sold a hospital, purchased some senior or produced some senior high-rises. Um, I was talking about this to someone at uh, Hilltop United Methodist, and they have an old... Uh, house that I, I believe used to be where the minister would live and it's now has a refugee family family living in it um and so i, I think you know it's your community people and you're gathered together to try to do good that's what you that's the way you talk about yourselves and and this is um one way that that um you know that they can demonstrate their commitment to making their community a better place. I've often thought about the space that sits empty Monday through Saturday and what could be done with these different denominations and their facilities, their their chap not their chapels necessarily, but so many of them in the tradition I grew up in the LDS church have these, you know, community rooms and, and basketball and they have showers and such. What would it mean if we took our homeless members of our community and the folks that are living in poverty and help them Monday through Saturday as well at those yeah. facilities. No, I mean, if, if every, obviously if every church in the state found a place to have an, an accessory dwelling unit on site somewhere, that would uh, make a huge difference in addressing issues with housing instability and, and, and homelessness. And that's a huge can of worms. And I know someone out there is sitting in clergy of whatever stripe going, oh, how do we do this? We got to do this. Yes, let's try it. Let's do some cat power now. Why do you want to play the song free? Um, well, I, I think, you know, it's freedom, being free, being able to do, have self-determination to do what you want to do with your life is really what advocacy and community organizing are about it's about getting together and and being becoming free and so i i think that is why i thought this that would be a good song to listen to it's on bill tibbetts music meets activism playlist tonight here on radioactive cat power free on krcl see you later oh le tigre with decepticon at least the bits of it that i could play bill <laughs> why'd you want this on your your music meets activism playlist here tonight on radioactive because sometimes trying to end homelessness and hunger in utah fe- feels like battling a giant evil robot <laughs> 
and talk about that because you, like you said, you've been over at Crossroads Urban Center where you're the deputy director now for more than 20 years. So this is, you know, the, the marathon view of advocacy. Yeah. No, I, I think that is, um, marathon view is exactly right. I, I think that so often what is hard is that you'll see people and they'll have passion and they'll be committed and when change doesn't come at the pace they want it to, they get cynical and, and go away. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, I mean, the reason I like that song by, by is, um, I mean, I was joking about, you know, fighting poverty is like fighting a giant, evil giant robot. And it's, it does feel that way. <laughs> but yet the way to respond to that is not by, with despair, but by laughing and saying, like this problem has existed for a very long time. Why would I be so important that I'd be able to solve it overnight? That I mean, my little bit of contribution is so special right. that it should magically yeah. make it disappear. No, we have a housing affordability crisis that's been building for decades. Mm. You know, nobody's going to solve it in a week, mm -hmm. right? We have a homelessness crisis that's been get steadily getting worse for for again decades and uh the solutions are not going to be instantaneous i mean you know donald trump may think that you can build some giant tents out on the salt flats and ship everyone out there but we still have a constitution that says you can't force people to you know to stay in a in a in a you know, pauper's camp, right? So it, it's... Uh, oh, we won't, we won't allow those anyway well, right I now. mean, it's so... I mean, you know, problems... If a problem is big, it's probably been building for a long time, and it's going to mm -hmm. take some time to solve. And so you, uh, you know, and, and to, to be able to deal with that, you have to have a bit of sense of humor, a bit of... Uh, an ability to, to not take yourself too seriously. And a little bit of Le Tigre in your playlist, right? Yeah, sometimes you just need to dance a little bit, I think. <laughs> We're talking with Bill Tibbetts of Crossroads Urban Center, a nonprofit in our community for more than 50 years. And if you're looking to get into these issues that really need a long, the long vision, the long view on them, one thing you could do is attend the Poverty Summit that Crossroads Urban Center has coming up later in the month, August 27th. Details still being ironed out, but what can people expect if they attend? Okay, well, we are going to, I mean, first off, we're really excited to be doing this for, for two reasons. One is, is that with the pandemic, we weren't able to have one for the last two years. We started, I think we had the first one in, in 2003. Um, and so this is the, the 17th in, in 19 years. I, and um, I think, um, and so we're excited to be bringing it back, but we're also, I think, I mean, I was saying earlier, I mean, with food prices up 10%, with with how rent prices being up 24%, with the number of people we're serving this year being up 65%, I, I think um, that there really is a need to for people to get together and, and talk about the big problems and, and, and what can be done to address them. And I, I mean, we actually, there are just a couple panelists who we haven't completely uh, confirmed yet, and so I don't wanna start talking about who's coming, but we are gonna have a really, a serious conversation about what's being done to, to build the housing we need to, to reduce and end homelessness in Salt Lake County. Um, you have, I mean, the state legislature put $55 million toward housing for that purpose. The Salt Lake County uh, put $20 million toward housing to, to affordable housing. Salt Lake City is putting money forward. There's um, 
and there's some other things that are happening. And so we're bringing uh, people from state and local government together to talk about what they're doing, but also what needs to be done next so that um, we don't take one step forward and then spend a couple years taking a step or two backwards. Um, the other, we're also going to be talking about other issues that would, uh, would impact uh, the people we serve. Uh, I mean, I was talking earlier about how we, we give a lot, way a lot more uh, UTA passes now. Well, uh, we experimented with Free Fair February this year. Is it time to, uh, to make that year round? so that transportation is long, no longer an obstacle to getting a job, to getting to a doctor's appointment, to just getting to your home. Yeah, exactly. So this Poverty Summit coming up August 27th, can you register yet? Uh, is it going to cost anything? How do I get tickets or s register to attend? Um, it's free. There's, a, there's an event page on our, uh, for it on our Facebook page right now. Um, so uh, the, uh, there will be, when we completely hammer out the agenda there will be and 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 more details on our on our website it is uh it's going to be free it's going to be at christ united methodist church which is at about the corner of 2300 east and 3300 south um and uh you know it, it's uh we're going to have uh some some interactive discussions we are need people with opinions to show up and, and share them with us another way to get involved crossroads urban center yeah. especially as we barrel toward the next legislative session and you know they're going to be bills that affect these issues or make them worse in some cases so a great way to get involved is to attend the poverty sum poverty summit we'll put a link in the show notes and of course as things get firmed up and finalized we'll have you back to to shout that out sound good Thank you. That would be awesome. And Glenn Bailey, the executive director at Crossroads Urban Center, sent you over with some Bob Marley. Did he give you any insight to why he thought Redemption Song was a good fit for your Music Meets Activism playlist? I just think it's a song that speaks for itself that way. I like it live, too. So here you yeah. go. Bob Marley, KRCL 90.9, Music Meets Activism. Some Billy Bragg from the Music Meets Activism playlist from Bill Tibbetts and Glenn Bailey at Crossroads Urban Center. Little Billy Bragg, I Ain't Got No Home. I think it underscores what's going on in Utah where we've created these three new homeless resource centers and yet we still have people on the streets. Bill Tibbetts, what are your thoughts on, on the, the touchdown kind of conversation that we have from time to time, thinking we've, we've solved it? And we haven't, obviously. Well... You know, you can meet an existing need or you can solve an existing problem, but you have to plan for things like population growth. You have to plan for things like rents going up 25% in the year, or it's pretty hard to plan for that. I, I think that the truth is, I mean, that, uh, you know, if you have a society with increasing wealth inequality, if you have a where people are getting left behind in all kinds of ways, um, you know, you're, you're going to see 
increases in homelessness. We're seeing increases right now in, in senior homelessness. And that, it used to be that you didn't think of, 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 of the elderly as being, home, being at risk of homelessness because they were eligible for Social Security, they were eligible for Medicare, they were taken care of. But if your rent goes up, you know, uh, twice in a year, and uh, your Social Security does, goes up just a little bit, um, you can end up being homeless despite, you know, having been able to pay your rent for, for decades before. I, mm. I, I think, um, and so we do, I mean, there are people getting left behind. That's part of what's going on right now. Actually, the project we're working on right now is um, a survey on, on health and homelessness. We're interviewing people in, in, who are in, staying in the resource centers, people who are staying um, people who are sleeping outside and then all people who have moved into permanent supportive housing to look at, um, at unmet health needs, to look at, uh, we, we expanded Medicaid on uh, January 1st of last year, but are people actually accessing the services that they're eligible for? I, I mean, I, um, it's great that Medicaid covers mental health services, but do people know that? Um, and so that's something we're working on um, we uh, will have results from that later this year. Well, um, please come back and talk about those results. We'd yeah. love to share with them with the community. I think that's, you know, in, in uh, news and media outlets, again, more consolidation, more folks closing up shop. Yeah. And so what's getting lost? Local, local news. And so being able to surface that information and share it and make it actionable is something that uh, we try and do here on Radioactive, and we'd love to partner with you and when it's ready. I, we would love to do that. I think that people, um, you know, it, it's the thing about homelessness is that it's just it's important to not look away. I mm -hmm. was reminded of that this summer because uh, for the first time ever, my eight-year-old daughter volunteered in our food pantry. One, we don't normally let eight-year-olds volunteer, but there's a staff exception that sort of, and uh, she, uh, I asked her at the end of the day, what was the thing that she noticed? And, and she said, um, you know, or what was, the, what was the, the, the best part of doing that? And um, she said, well, it was giving somebody socks because there, she'd given a pair of socks to somebody who had blisters all over his feet because he didn't have socks and his shoes were too small. And, um, you know, I, I think our staff worked to help him get a new pair of shoes, but that, like, for her, it was that moment of seeing somebody who had, you know, whose feet were bloody because they, they didn't, they weren't able, they didn't have the resources to have adequate food, food care. And I, I think, you know, it's, when you see things that are hard, it's easy to look away, but, but we as a society, we, we can't afford to do that. And that's part of what's so awful about ideas like Donald Trump's to, you know, move everybody out into the in the salt flats and and, it, and pretend the problem's solved. I mean, it's. And this is this is uh, if you've never heard that before, <laughs> it was something that. Uh, um, just last week, he yeah. he said, "Oh, solving homelessness is easy. You just need to buy, make some giant tents on the on the on cheap land on the outskirts of town." The Joe Arpaio approach yeah. to people. 
former sheriff in Arizona. All right, I want to get off of that downward <laughs> note because another song that Glenn Bailey suggested reminds me of your daughter. It's it's this volunteer song from Jefferson Airplane. And stick around, folks. We're going to wrap up with how you can get involved in Crossroads Urban Center in just a minute. But here's some Jefferson Airplane encouraging you to join the ranks of the volunteers. KRCL 90.9 Music Meets Activism with Bill Tippett. And now I know where Volunteers of America got their name built of it. <laughs> from Jefferson Airplane and their volunteer song here on your Music Meets Activism playlist. Check it out tonight, folks. The show notes at krcl.org. Under Community Affairs, you'll find the Radio Active tab. But I wanted you to tell folks, you know, all the website, the socials, how they can get involved, etc. Bill. Okay. Um, we've... We do our best to be easy to find. You you look up uh, CrossroadsUrbanCenter.org, and it's our, you can get our website. I think our our Facebook page is facebook.com backslash Crossroads Urban Center. Uh, we have a Twitter feed. We um, we're just always trying to make it easy for people to find out what we do and to get involved. All right, we'll put all that in the show notes. Again, August 10th, the Affordable Housing Webinar. August 27th, the Poverty Summit. And you can still get in on the July Food Drive one more day. Yes. If you want to contend for the golden celery. But you can donate any day food, clothing. We're, we accept donations every Monday through Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 at our downtown food pantry on the 347 South. 400 East in Salt Lake City. Well, you've got a couple standing invitations to come back with the Golden Celery Awardee. Also, the details from that survey on health and homelessness. Anything else you want anytime, Bill Tibbetts. Give my best to Glenn Bailey and everybody at Crossroads Urban Center. Thank you. We're going to go out with another song on your Music Meets Activism playlist. Tell us about MIA and pull up the people. You just got to dance sometimes, right? Yeah, it's there's... Uh, it's... Life, you, you take yourself too seriously and you will burn out. So long may you reign, Bill Tibbetts. Thank you.